You're listening to the DFS On Deck Podcast, brought to you by LineStar, the top-rated DFS tool set and number one companion for DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo Daily Fantasy. Go LineStar Premium now at LineStarApp.com. Now, here are your hosts, fantasy baseball experts, Joe Pizzapia and Chris Meany. Hey, yo, what's up, everybody? It's me, Joey P, Joe Pizzapia, and welcome to On Deck right here on the Line Star app. It is me, it is Chris Meany. We're talking MLB DFS, and we're talking about the three amigos because the Line Star app experts went three for three on the home run calls last night. In case you missed it, Aaron Judge was out of the lineup, so... At the very last moment, Chris Meany <laughs> ran to the computer and was able to type in uh, Stanton, Stanton, give me Stanton in the home run call. And in that fury, he was correct. I was also correct with Aaron Hicks and our boy Ryan Humphreys, Nitro DFS. By the way, you should be following him at yes. Nitro DFS because Ryan is spectacular. His football write-ups last year were amaze balls. His baseball work is outstanding, and he was right as well. So look at that, three for three. Chris Meany, we're at the top of the mountain right now, my friend. We are king in the north. Yeah, we really are. Uh, shout out to Ryan with the girl call. I mean, that's fantastic. But I mean, Guriel, uh, come on, yeah, Ryan. Absolutely. That's not even fair anymore, bro. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you should get two points for that one. Um, that, that was that was phenomenal. By the way, he's just on a heck of a run as well, girl. Like if you own him, if he's available in season long formats, I think he's a great ad. Um, you know, he struggled early, but ever since the call up, he's been really good. Dual eligibility all over the po- all over the place. I love some of the feedback, like our boy Matthew Cohen is just great. Like he just he had me good in dude. stitches last night, like in caps, Hicks, a three run bomb. Like he tweeted before his lineup. <laughs> he's like, I got Hicks and I got Stanton because he saw the tweet from Line Star with the home run calls so a few minutes before lineup lock. So he said, I got Stanton and I got Hicks. Let's go. Hicks, a three run bomb, all in caps. Then Stanton, a three run bomb, all in caps. <laughs> and then he gets the Oprah like gif out there you get a homer you get a homer (laughs) everyone gets a homer so it's nice to know that you know we have some listeners out there who are having some success that's good people max a big uh max a big black book listener too i know that so uh he's a he's part of the team black book and uh, if you want to be part of team black book go over and uh, check it out on amazon right now yes i'm telling you it's best 14 bucks you're gonna spend all year for your football prep i'm telling you for sure all the other stuff Nothing like it. There's really isn't anything out there like it for in in terms of that. It's the most comprehensive thing that you can get out there. And it's don't worry. It's not going to be so many stats and numbers. It's it's a system that works. It's it's well constructed. It's applicable. It's adaptable. It's actually useful. That's what we want to be. Go get your black book 2019. That's where we're at. All right. Now, I want to make sure we give a pop for line start app, too, because I was on the fence. I got it. I think by the end of the conversation yesterday, we were starting to talk ourselves into the John Gray love that Line Star app had. Well, oh, Line Star right, app yeah. crushed it yesterday, okay? Yes. Because John Gray got the W, got the quality start, six innings, no earned runs, two walks, six Ks. He was outstanding. And, of course, in that game, David Dahl home run again. So, David Dahl. Did you hit lefties, to too? Yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, he, he continues to write good. Yeah, and we, we yeah. talked about that, when, and you brought that up, and I said, you know what? Just keep rolling Dahl out yeah. there till further notice, and he was good yet again. Uh, unfortunately... And we always take ourselves to task here. Zach Greinke and Clayton Kershaw. This one did not go as planned. A non-quality start from Greinke. He still went six innings, but he gave up four runs. Both guys gave up three in the first inning. 
very uncharacteristic of both of these guys. Yeah, no so, kidding. Christian Walker. I mean, we we t- we we did. I think we, we mentioned did. him as a oh, standalone. More than mentioned, he was a big standalone play. Yeah, but I never expected a you know a three run shot from him. But he is heating up. Yeah. yeah, that was that was disappointing. The Braves not getting anything done was disappointing. I mean, that's why they build big buildings in Vegas. I jumped on Atlanta's road dogs, and I was a little bit shocked that the Cubs had that team applied total that was so high. They ended up hitting that for sure near the end of the ball game. So that was a little bit disappointing, but we talked about fading Lucas Giolito at that price. I mean, yes, he still got seven strikeouts in Boston and not an awful start, but still walking a lot of guys, had four walks. But overall, CC Sabathia did enough for us and had a great quote after the game. When I'm facing guys like having Biggio and Vladimir Guerrero Jr., it's time for me to go home. <laughs> it's yeah. time for me to leave. I've been in the game for far too long, but he was great. I mean, he had 9K, got enough for, did enough for the W for sure. And Jason Kipnis had another strong game, had a, had a home run from the cleanup spot. So overall, I mean, we sweated out the Yankees early, but they came around. Another came four around. hits CC from DJ Look, CC got the w. I know, man. The guys, they, oh, it's, it's easy to be DJ LeMayhew right now. I can <laughs> hit lead ever? off in that lineup. I can still swing the bat pretty good. Um, like, curveballs yeah. still give me problems, but you throw me a couple <laughs> fastballs, I guarantee you I can still at least be decent. I can hit, I can hit like 210. I feel like He's I could got- definitely hit 210 in the major leagues. I think that's yeah. possible. I mean, he's got, I think he's on 11 game hit streak. He's got runs in eight straight and five of them have been multi-run games and he's got five multi-hit games. I mean, he's got home runs over that span too. Three, he's hitting 331. He's just getting on base. And when you get on base that lineup, there's a good chance you're going to come around and score. And you were all over the Giolito thing too. You were very much in the fade column there, especially on the higher price tag. And the the one thing I want to pop out too is, is John Lester again at home. Brilliant. Yes. Nine starts this year, two four two ERA now. And he was brilliant. Seven strikeouts. He was no awesome. runs. I mean, against we, the we hottest team about in baseball. That. Against the hottest team in baseball. And that's why I said I think as good as he's been at home, I think I gotta step away from it. And I think the the posture yesterday was if you're looking for like an ultimate kind of tournament play, it's John Lester because the stats at home have been so good. Now, yeah. after this one against the Braves, I think now he's automatic at home, no matter yep. what the cost is, no matter what it is. I think you stay automatic there until it straightens out otherwise, because it is an absolute lock. Now the Mats and Eflin game obviously got out of control. That, that got ugly real oh, fast. Did it ever. So, wow. But, but the good news is Conforto, who we talked about, we talked about the lefties in that lineup. He went yard. Frazier, we talked about, he was hot. He went yard. Uh, Todd Frazier looks reborn this year. So maybe it's it was just been a matter of health the last couple of years. Maybe that's all it's been. You know, it makes sense because he's always been, you know, a home run hitter, right? And you go yeah. look at the course of his career. I mean, go back a few years ago, obviously, 29, 35, 40, looking at that, and then 16, but he only played half a year. He got traded, you know, to the Yankees at that point. And then, you know, his first year with the Mets, he only gets 400 at-bats, so, you know, not healthy. This year looks much healthier. And hitting for average, 271, I mean, that's on pace for the best mark of his career. I don't know if he'll get there, but this is somebody who – I know, Joe, you noticed right away about a month ago, five, six weeks ago, you noticed some good swings in his approach, moving up the order. And he's been a value on both sites for, I mean, that whole time. The, the last yeah. six week for his price hasn't changed. All right. So that was yesterday. That was a shorter slate. Today's Tuesday. We got a lot more on our plate. So let's start it up. It's a new day. Yes, yes. it is. And let's start with those Yankees and Blue Jays again. Clayton Richard. Now, who's going for the Yankees tonight? Because I have I no feel idea. Like it might be a bullpen. still. Yeah, oh, it, might, it may just be a bullpen game. I mean, yeah. not, not seeing anything anywhere on who's going to start for the Jays or for the Yankees just yet. Even still, they're favored, minus 250 favorites, because they know, like, even if it is a bullpen game, we'll get through it. 
because you know our offense will do enough. And I was watching that game, and Sanchez was—he looked good in the first, you know, three or four innings. And then once you go through that lineup again a second time and a third time, it's just so tough for any pitcher, especially a lefty like Clayton Richard today. Yeah, I mean, look, it's it's going to be another hit fest for the Yankees tonight. So get on it. I know it's expensive on DK. It's less expensive to have Didi and Aaron Hicks, and, and that's fine. I mean, that, that's the that's the only sanctuary on DK is D.D. Gregorius and Aaron Hicks, who are still very good. Yeah. <laughs> like, Hicks is still like, four. What was he yesterday? Three, seven. D.D. hasn't changed oh God, in price. Yeah, um, yeah it's, it's tough. But you're right. There's some salary relief over on FanDuel if you just want to get a FanDuel's piece of it. Better. Yeah, Luke Voigt, you get a piece. three, eight. Encarnacion's just four. That's doable. D.D. two, seven. D.D. Yeah. two, seven makes Encarnacion a four much more palatable. And then you can yeah. go six, seven, eight with those guys or even go six, seven, eight, nine and get Hicks in the bottom. I mean, this lineup does not quit. I'm trying to remember a lineup that was – it's funny. When I think of lineups that don't quit, uh, even though it wasn't nearly as powerful as this Yankee lineup, it's that old Yankee lineup during the heyday of the of the core four where you had the – like remember when Scott Brocious was like winning batting titles, hitting out of the nine spot? It's like that. It was like Paul O'Neill and, and Bernie Williams and Derek Jeter and Posada. It was like there was no safe haven. Now they weren't nearly as terrifying power-wise as Stanton and Judge and those kind of Encarnacion, but – Still, it just that lineup just didn't quit, and this is the deepest American League lineup I can see in recent memory. Yeah, same. And it's it was amazing to listen to the broadcast last night and hear Paul O'Neill talk about this lineup, and then Michael K like kind of telling him about previous lineups that he was involved in. He says, "No, I don't think it. I don't think it compares when when you go and you and you see maybe an Edwin or a Glaber at at six seven, and if they're going to go Didi or Aaron Hicks at nine, like they have the opportunity to just rest, like they did yesterday. They still hit their total with ease, won the game by a couple runs without playing Judge." and without playing Edwin. Like, they have the ability to rest one or two of these studs a game, and keep them fresh, and just cruise. <laughs> we may not see the full lineup until we get into August, September, because they can do that. Oh, it's, it's nuts. So, look, go, go go right back into the bottom half of the Yankee lineup again. That's where the value is. Um, I mean, here's the other thing, too. If you're going to just bullpen with the Yankees tonight, or wherever, you know, amalgamation of whatever it ends up being, do you look at guys like Guriel and BGO and Vlad Guerrero who are all pretty low cost too? I mean, this right now, I don't even think we have a run total on this game. No, we don't. Yeah. And yesterday I wish I would have mentioned this on the show, but I jumped on the, the low team implied totals. The Jays are at three and a half. And I think if you can get them at three and a half again, if you're a prop better out there, I think you jump on that. The fact that they're in New York Yankees, if this is a bullpen game. So yeah, girl, for sure. Uh, I would take some flyers and some of these guys who hit home runs or fly ball hitters like Rowdy Telez. Tioscar Hernandez is super cheap. He's got some power in his back, Gerchik. But I think Girl and Vlad are the two that I feel strongest about. I mean, even Eric Sogard has been really good at top of the order, but I don't want to pay that price for him. You know, he's Vlad's 32 and Sogard's 45. I mean, you take the discount on Vlad. Yeah, I agree. All right, let's move on to the Mets where it's Walter Lockett and Jake Arrieta. So obviously we're going to pass on these two pitchers. Uh, but I think you'll want to stick with Michael Conforto, who's hot. He's 3-7 on FanDuel. Todd Frazier, who's hot at 2-9. Arrieta's one of these guys that does give up a lot of contact uh pete alonso's four two mcneil three three so you can get involved with some mets again i think it'll be good enough uh certainly pete alonso has some home run upside today for sure in that ballpark especially and uh look at five six right now you gotta pay through the nose you know somebody asked me this question yesterday and i had a hard time saying no and the question was in season long next year is pete alonso a first round pick i don't know if you're in like a 15 team league he might be man <laughs> like, yeah he 
he it's really hard. might How be. How do you say no to Like, I can't just come out and say, nah, nah, that's not going to happen. But I don't know. I feel like I can't say no to that. Especially if he finishes the season, you know, 70% of what he's been. So that that means at least 40 homers. Like, he's on pace for that. We're at the halfway he's point. On- I told you he's he on pace for over terrible 40. second half and still hit 40 bombs. Exactly. Exactly. So even if he struggles a little bit and pitchers adjust and he, and he struggles in the second half and still ends up with 40 bombs. Yeah, I could, I could make the case for sure. A low end, end of the first 15 teamer. Absolutely. I mean, if you're on the turn, you're probably, you're probably making it happen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's just, it's madness, man. It's absolute madness uh, on the Philly side. Still. I know they scored some runs last night, but it, 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 we've seen this before. I'm we sorry. Have, yeah. I need an extended run out of the Phillies before I'm buying in, Chris. Yeah, uh, yeah, I agree okay. with you there. Right. So we I will say Harper to... is Harper to get moved out of that leadoff spot, but maybe that you know give him maybe that give him the spark that he needed because oh, I told he you is... I like that when they said yeah. they were doing it. We talked about that on the show. I thought that was a great idea. They're having problems with the spot. Harper's having problems. Get him an extra at bat every game. Yeah. It's yeah. it's a great idea for everybody. Yeah, all of a sudden he's on a five-game hit streak. I know it doesn't seem like much, but if you've been looking at the game log, he hasn't been able to do this for all year. So it hits in five straight, a homer over that span, five RBIs, um, you know, extra base hits. So, I mean, keep an eye on him for sure. I, I would I would probably – I would roll him out there again today in, in a tournament. Well, he's 4-1 on FanDuel, 4-5 on DK. So, like, a little bit more – see, on DK, there's just not enough space to, to give a shot yeah. like that. And Harper – on Fanduel, you can make that argument, but yeah, you know, and I know Phillies fans are you know pissed about it. They're pissed about a lot of things right now. They should, you know, yeah. we're paying four hundred million dollars <laughs> for a leadoff hitter. Come on, <laughs> you're supposed to be hitting cleanup. What's your problem? Yeah, and and hitting yeah, two fifty one on the season yeah. with yeah, thirteen well. homers. Yikes. All right, let's go over to the San Diego boys, which is a lineup that we like sometimes because sometimes it's awful cheap. And I'll tell you what, tonight I like it because yeah. we got uh, our boy Jimmy Yacobonis. Uh, and he's pitching against Logan Allen. We got Manny Machado at 3-9, Hunter Renfro at 3-0, Fran Mila 2-8. Mm, Fran Mila 2-8 in that little ballpark, Chris. I like yeah. that. I'm feeling that. I mean, under 3K, come on, it's Fran Mila. Yeah, I'm a fan as well. Um, Yacobonis is a contact guy. 83% is his contact rate, and his fly ball rate is 47%. If he had enough innings to qualify, 47% would be top five in baseball like it would be yeah, up there wow. with the with the odorizzi's and the and the fires and griffin canning so it's 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 not good it's not a recipe for success at camden yards a guy Fernando that gives Tat- up fly balls i'm sorry i almost had a stroke Fernando Tatis is five seven on dk today i know he's gotten to the I, point where you just have to fade that it's like it's like austin meadows what? when he got up near six you fade him and what meadows had done is he went on a cold streak because, oh did he ever yeah, and you know, I think he had a homer over the weekend, but he really if you look at the last 2 weeks, he's been he's been really cold. So when guys get up this high, it's like it's really hard to pay for them. But the line going to the line star app in terms of stacks, like there's a couple, the first 3 are extremely chalky and we'll go through them. One was obviously the Yankees, but the next tier is San Diego and they're affordable and they do love Tatis. They love Manny Machado. They love Renfro. Those guys are expensive, but I think you take a shot on Reyes. You take a shot on Reyes. I'm going to even take a shot on Naylor and tell you the truth. Naylor's got some real power and really does. I mean, you, you could, you could go that route too. You can go um, on the cheaper side of this stack. You can go with like, I don't want to get involved with Will Myers right now. I'm just annoyed. That's just me personally. Cause I have a lot of like three one. Yeah, yeah like, like but he's he's only two seven. Naylor's two five. Fran Mills two eight. You can get involved in this grouping that has some upside, and that allows you to go to the middle of the order of the Yankees. Oh, the so, Fanduel pricing is is ridiculous. Jeff. Oh yeah, 
I want all in on the FanDuel pricing on San Diego today. Uh, do you yeah. want in on Logan Allen and all? I know I'm just going to ask the question as a secondary pitcher tonight because you think he's a lock for a win at eight. Yeah. Um, I think he's I, a lock I just for feel a like, win. yeah, I think he's a lock for a win too. I, I could get involved, yeah, in tournaments. I was, I was thinking his price would be a little bit cheaper. I thought he'd be in the sevens, but I, I don't mind it if you want to go him and Scherzer. I mean, that's that you could still get things done if you want to go that way. I don't feel great about him being my one, but mm-hmm. I don't mind him as a two in, in tournaments. I think San Diego should score some runs today and he should get the W. He was impressive in this first outing. Yeah, I agree. I think Logan Allen has some love tonight and the ownership's going to be low. I'm telling you right now, ownership's oh, going to yeah. be super low there. Yeah. All right, let's go to Shane Bieber, who I love tonight. He's 10 8 on uh, DK, just 9 8 on FanDuel. So $1,000 difference there. Uh, Bieber's been very consistent with the strikeout rates. He's got a good. Uh, opportunity tonight against Glenn Sparkman, always taking Our his boy. time out from running his nightclub down in South Florida. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> welcome to Glenn Sparkman's, okay? Big week in Cleveland. What's your, for what's your thing? What do you like? I got a girl for everything you like. What do you like? Eh, of course, I don't know how Glenn Sparkman became like a, <laughs> Staple of the show. Owner. It's just funny. It's just uh, by the way, where's our boy been? Where's uh, where's Cabrera? I haven't seen Jenny's Cabrera in a while. Yeah, he uh, he got demoted. He, got he demoted. gave up the life. He, he gave up the life. It was too much for him to handle, and he just had to take a step back from the spot. Too many dollar so. bills. Too many singles. Yeah. All right, <laughs> Shane Bieber tonight, though it's hard not to like him. I know Hunter Dozier's back in the lineup. That's positive, but uh, I know Merrifield actually went yard yesterday too. So. I, I, I'll just take Bieber. By the way, you mentioned it yesterday. Kipnis continues to be hot. I don't know what's going on, but I think you ride the wave. He's just 3K. And second base is tough because you'll see guys out there like Cano who's cheap and you want to go there, but he was another 0 for 5 yesterday. I, I mean, this is another one where second base isn't great. Altuve's finally back, so you get a little bit of a bump there. Merrifield's around, but there's not a lot of options. The thing is, on DK, you got to pay 4-1 for Kipnis now. Not on FanDuel, just 3-0. No. Yeah, so FanDuel has, does not care about Jason Kipnis's hot streak. No, they need to look at the back of his baseball card and look at the last 10 games. I don't know what's going on with him either, but this guy is, I mean, he's he's moved himself up to the cleanup spot. Like you've mentioned, he's got one, two, three, four, five, six multi-hit games in the last two weeks, 12 RBI, four homers. He scored a run in nine of those 11 games. So yeah, he's he's feeling it right now. So I th- I think you you plug him in on FanDuel as like a standalone guy, a cash saver with some upside. All right. Speaking of cash savers, I want to talk about Bobby Bradley, who's a young first baseman there. He's been in the system a while he's only 2-2 tonight on FanDuel if he plays first base got a good matchup against Sparkman who's basically a triple-a pitcher anyway so I'm looking at this and I'm saying to myself there's another lineup builder at a utility slot you could throw in there and just go up to everything you want and he does offer he was red hot at triple-a he strikes out way too much but he's one of these guys that I think power well I think the power and the short-term guys are just going to challenge him with a fastball right away because that's what most of the time happens and I think he's going to eat them for breakfast until everyone realizes just throw this kid breaking pitches. So if yeah. you're in a spot with two, two right there uh, and even, you know what I'll, I'll throw it out there too. Cause on, Oh no way on DK he's four. Oh, yeah. suck it. DraftKings. You can <laughs> suck it. That is ridiculous. Isn't it 4k already? It's, oh. it's, it's almost like DraftKings takes these trendy guys, these guys who are called up and who, because if you look at the minor league track record, you're right. He strikes out a ton. And I think you're dead on with the approach and guys are going to challenge him. And then all of a sudden they're going to realize, let's just throw him some off-speed stuff. 130 home runs in the minor league since 2015. Like, I don't care where you play your minor league ball. When you're hitting 25 to 30 home runs every single year, you have pop. And he has it. I, I was shocked to see his price 
over at the Quan Edge, his his projection was super high because of his first game and and because of some of his track record. I had to like temper expectations well, a little bit myself. But on Vandal, you 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 play him. On you Fandle, play you that play at two, two two. He's a free square. Free square with power. Free square power that nobody knows against a triple A pitcher. He's at home. There's so many good reasons to take Absolutely. that free square. All right. Now the opposite of a free square tonight is Max Scherzer at oh, twelve two. <laughs> what do you do here? Do you? Play? Oh God. I think. I mean, he's, he's the man. Scherzer's on. the man. He's 12-4. You know, it's funny. The last time you went out there, right? I don't think we had a show because I think it was a Wednesday we, when he broke, broke his nose. nose. We were we were unsure if he would, and we were just like, ah, well, he probably remember can't the last thing I said to you? Nose. I said, if he pitches, you watch. He's going to throw like a no-hitter. He's going to be because he had that extra day of rest or whatever. Yeah. And it was it his highest did. fastball velocity of the year, Chris. <laughs> He's such a beauty. I love everything about Scherzer. I love how competitive he is. I love how fired up he gets. I love how consistent he is. 146 strikeouts in 106 innings. He's hit the double-digit mark in three of his last four against solid teams, too. Like He had a 15K outing over there, uh, you know, four outings ago against Cincy. And really, it's been three or fewer in every start but two. And that's consistency. So I don't know, man. I, I don't know how you can ignore him. If there's one thing to say negative, like he's faced Miami twice this year, and once he gave up six runs and another outing against Miami, he had only 6K through six. But, like, whoop-de-doo, he only allowed one run. Like, he was fine. But you're going to yeah. need him to get double-digit strikeouts. Well, that's the like, thing. He's going to need to hit. See, the thing is not what I think of Scherzer. It's what I think of the price. That's the thing. It's like the return on investment, he has to have a w- number one big-time Scherzer game for 12-2. And I think that's it's not it's doable when you have guys like Bobby Bradley and Jason Kipnis floating around. You get a lot yes. of cheap one offs. It's totally doable. You want to do that tonight in cash? I think you can make it work. You need some of those offensive pieces to to show up. But I think I there's think some better cash options. Play. I on think the you board. nailed it. I think it's a cash play. It's a like, cash I, play only. Yeah, I don't think I, you can have enough bats tonight to compete with the Yankee bats and some other things going on tonight. Yeah, it's too much. All right, let's move on. There. I mean, anything else there from this game that pops out to you? Uh, no, that that's yes, it, Trevor really. Richards. Yeah. I mean, uh, Soto. Trevor, maybe. I have a little bit of respect for Trevor Richards. I, I think he's a decent pitcher. He doesn't give up a lot. So this this game has like a three two has a low scoring feel to it. I don't want to really get involved in any bats. Yeah, I mean, Adam Eaton at three is a decent value, but you know, it is. But I like him in the you know in that two hole between Turner and Rendon. That's a good spot. But all right, let's move on there. Jesse Chavez and Jordan Zimmerman. Uh, the battle of the 5K pitchers on FanDuel. Um, <laughs> your thoughts on this one? Nomar Mazar has been red hot. Uh, I would uh, continue to roll him out there. He's only 3-6 on FanDuel, so they haven't really caught up to him either. He's 4-6 on DK. And Joey Gallo back? Is this true? Could it be? Well, the Texas pod, um, the hit show over at The Athletic that I'm a part of just producing. <laughs> only because you're a part of it producing. It's it. only because I'm a part of it producing. I would never have heard about Gallo, but they did say that they expected him back this week. So that that is possible. Um, you know, Jordan Zimmerman is a guy who gives up a lot of contact and is a guy who gives up a lot of power. And even in Detroit is a good ballpark for him. So I'm not surprised to see the team apply total at 5-2. And if Gallo does get confirmed in that lineup, that'll jump up. That'll go up to 5-5, five, 5-6 five, five, or something like that. So I think you're dead on with Mazzara. Why would you you know, fade away from him, especially the weekend he just had. I mean, sometimes it just takes a little bit of confidence against mediocre pitching to get going. And and it's going to continue this week against, you know, a series in Detroit against that pitching staff. So I think Mazzaro's is definitely worth it. I think Chu is worth it. And if Gallo gets in there, why not in tournaments? Absolutely. I would, I would probably, I wouldn't play him in cash, but I'd play him in tournaments. No, I agree. And nothing for me on, uh, I'm going to pass. Thank you very much. Uh, on, uh, <laughs> I, even though it's I Texas, am... 
It's Jesse Chavez. I'm going to pass. Sorry. I'm streaming Chavez in a league, but I'm super desperate. I don't expect a whole lot from him. If he can go yeah. five and get me a W, I'll be fine. But um, he's only gone five once this year, and it won't be his fifth start. Okay. Uh, let's go. Speaking of desperate, Carson Fulmer, who <laughs> has a reputation of walking the house. This this guy was a big-time prospect once upon a time. Was he? Uh, the MO on him was always control, walk too many guys, always has. I think that's a dangerous thing. And this is why I'm starting to say, you know, the reason why I'm not so bullish on Scherzer tonight is because there's other options like price at eight one. I mean, come on. Yeah. And that's that that dog's going to hunt against Carson Fulmer tonight. Sorry. I don't care if it's chalk. I mean, the number that, one value on the board, according to yep. Linestar. Linestar loves him. I'm going to Linestar. I swear I'll never second guess you again. I mean, I don't very often, no. but I just I was I was kind of just kind of, well, you know, the it was the strikeouts with Curry. I was kind of like, I just don't know if, if San Fran's going to give him like. Yeah, but he got he got the six, and that's that's all that matters. So they were right. So uh, to me, it's David Price tonight. Carson Fulmer, I'm all for that. Devers at three six on Fanduel. Love that left handed bat against Carson Fulmer, uh, and anybody who walks. So anybody who's got a good plate discipline tonight against Carson Fulmer is going to be on base and make things happen. So Chris, I will pose the question to you: Of all these guys in the Boston lineup, who's your favorite return on investment? With that in mind, um, yeah, from the DraftKings side, I mean, it, it may be. It may be Jackie Bradley Jr., <laughs> honestly, because everybody else is like five. I mean, Mookie's 5'3", JD's 5'1", Devers is 5'4", Bogarts is 5'3", Benetini has struggled. He's not doing anything. He's a ground ball hitter, and he's 4'9". So Jackie Bradley, if you look at the last two weeks, has actually been pretty decent. He's you know he's making better contact. He's hitting home runs, a lefty bat, like you mentioned. So I think it's, I think it's Bradley, but if you go over on the FanDuel side, I mean, you could you could really you know make a case for for any of these guys. I mean, Benetini, I know he's I mentioned he struggled three five, but Devers at three six, I think you just spend the extra hundred to get him in there. And then again, Jackie Bradley at two eight. That's how you get involved with Yankee bats or other expensive bats here in Boston or the Padres like Machado or whatnot. So that that's the where that's where I would go. All right, so Atlanta, are they ready to bounce back tonight with Max Fried against Adbert Azule? Yeah, I don't. I I would go back to them, just because you don't see them, you know, scuffle too often. So I I would I, again more so on the Fanduel side, like Josh Donaldson at three three. I think yep, is, that's what's staring yeah. me in the face. I was looking at the yeah. same thing, and Albie's at three four too. Better. Yeah, Albie's the against the righty. Good. I always prefer Albie's on the left-handed side. I mean, he's just you yeah. know more power there. I just think he's a he's a better play there and. You know, you can go. You can go down with Albies and Acuna again. It's it's perfectly fine. There's there's plenty to to like there. Blake Snell taking on Kyle Gibson. Now Snell hasn't been his old Snell self, but the Snell price has stayed Snell price. So nine two on Fanduel and nine flat over on DK. Uh, Here's the funny part: the Twins have struggled. Snell struggled. So is this the perfect opportunity here to go with Snell? Is it the perfect opportunity to go a little oppo with Kyle Gibson? Or do you just walk away and pretend this game isn't happening? <laughs> it's funny. I was thinking at first, Snell, you later. But when you brought that up, the twins are struggling. And Snell is really struggling. Like I mean, He needs it in one. the worst way. He really does. Yeah, he really does. I mean, he's got eight walks in his last two outings. But the thing is, like, I, I like it from a contrarian standpoint. I think that's a good theory to to roll him out in a tournament against a struggling Twins team that people may not realize have kind of scuffled over the past 10 days or so. Like their their offense hasn't been the same. So I, I could get behind maybe one share in tournaments, but 
I could also get behind going with these twins bats, like, cause they don't strike out. Snell has walked eight guys in his last two. I mean, that's, that's the, the one negative that he has even looking back at last year is, is he walks some guys. So I would take a look at, at a couple bats that have just hit lefties really well this year. And over the course of their career, and that's CJ Crone at three, four on FanDuel and Nelson Cruz at three, six on FanDuel. I think those are two tournament options. I, I want to get involved in. I wouldn't be shocked if they had some success against Snell, but from a tournament standpoint, why not? It's just, he's pretty expensive. That's, yeah. that's my one thing. You're right. You're not getting that discount that we probably should get. I, I wonder if, see, my struggle is I, I wonder if you like it more where there's two pitchers involved. So if Snell is just okay, then you can come away from it. You know, when he's the standalone, that's where I have a little bit more of a problem. Because it's yeah. really very, I, I just, you know, when you have guys like Scherzer and Garrett Cole, who we'll get to in a bit, and David Price with that matchup, it worries me as a standalone. I just, I just don't think he is the difference maker with the price tonight as a standalone pitcher, but on DK, I kind of get it as a pairing because I think the ownership will be low because he hasn't been good. And the twins, again, our first, your first notion was to smell you later. Right. Yeah, so I think exactly. you have to look at that. And that's most people's first instinct. Therefore yeah. you should give it a little bit of more time and consideration because the twins have struggled a bit lately and Absolutely. that's normal. All right. Yeah. This one's got a lot of offense in it. Marco Gonzalez and Zach Davies in Milwaukee. I know everyone's going to be on the Milwaukee side. I want to be on the Mariner side because I got a S ton of lefty bats. <laughs> I want all over this. And I'm telling you, I want Domingo Santana too as the righty bat. I don't care. There's just everybody. I think all the attention is going to go to Milwaukee. And that's where the cost is also for the most part. I mean, there's a lot of expensive pieces there. But on FanDuel, actually, I think they're pretty, I mean, reasonable. Even guys like Kyle Seeger, 3-1. You know, there's there's a lot you can get away with here. What are your thoughts on this one? Yeah, I like it. It's a good call. I mean, they just had a, a weekend series. I know it was Baltimore, but they just had a weekend series where, you know, they won three or four. They scored. They had 10 runs in one game, 13 on the Sunday game. I mean, you've been all over J.P. Crawford as somebody to keep an eye on moving up the board. I mean, he went four for four on Sunday. He had yeah. three hits on Friday. He had Speedy a little guys well. that are cheap, Chris. They, they yeah. in you know, on FanDuel pricing, they, they just they just rack up points. You yeah, know? I don't Mal- care what they look for- like. They were great that weekend. They were getting on base there. They're making things happen. So absolutely. Zach Davis is not somebody that I love. I think he's, he's due for some regression. I mean, when you strike out five per nine and you know, you have an ERA that's, you know, three Oh six, you're, you're getting a little bit lucky. He like, he's given up a ton of contact, 83% contact rate. Look at his fly ball rate. It's at 36%. His hard hit rate is at 35%. So both sides, I think you're right. People will run to run to Milwaukee. I mean, they're, Line Star app loves him, and they should as a stack. But I think the underrated cheap stack is Seattle. You want you want to play a tournament with Scherzer, who people will shy away from because of the price, and get low owned bats. I mean, get a couple Seattle bats well, mixing with Scherzer. Sometimes the Yankee, the uh, the the Milwaukee bats sometimes do struggle against left handed pitching. You know, yeah. I mean, Marco yeah. Gonzalez has shown us before a couple times where you get those lefties, and it's like, oh, that's not bad. You know, it's yeah. he shows up there and he kind of ruins everybody else's night. Let's talk about Garrett Cole. He's at eleven five on Fanduel. I think a, a good fade from Scherzer if you don't want to go all the way. He's uh, hosting Pittsburgh tonight at home. That lineup has been reinforced, which is good because you got Altuve back there three nine over on uh, DK on Fanduel. He's three eight. It's, you know, looking at this, I think that against Trevor Williams, this is a lock here. I think it's a lock for a W for Garrett Cole. I would expect eight strikeouts in this one for sure, somewhere in that range. And look, even guys like, you know, Jordan Alvarez, this is another stack tonight. This is why I think you got to be careful of the Snell kind of things because Houston is in play. The Yankees are in play. 
the Milwaukee Seattle group, that's always in play, obviously in that ballpark. So I think there's a lot going on here. What's your take on this one? Are you with me and Cole and the, and the Astros is hard. Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. hundred percent. And don't okay. even really need to say anything else. Cole is you're right. I play Cole. Cole. He's Cole's basically pivot. Scherzer. I, I hate to break it to people, but look at yeah. the, the strikeouts. Like he's basically the same guy yeah, and you're going to get a $700 cheaper. discount. Right. So what, what's the point? Uh, yeah. Jack Flaherty at home is a guy that we've always pointed to. The home number has been very good. I know you've been frustrated with him on the road. I know me. Mm. I know. And rightfully yeah. so. Last time out, I said Jack Flaherty was a lock for 40 points. Got 40 <laughs> what, points without What's he going to do today? I want to hear. What's, uh, what's, give me a point projection for Jack Flaherty. I'm going to give ball. you Jack Flaherty 45 because I think he gets Ooh. the W here tonight Ooh. against Chris Bassett and the A's. And okay. I say this because he has been that good at home. And I really, even though I think the Cardinals have scuffled, I love this price. At 7-9, this is another guy to dance with in tournaments over uh i mean he's a seven nine on both sites too so why chris bassett is nine three on dk i'm <laughs> right <laughs> DraftKings today seriously between the bobby bradley price and the chris bassett price drunk. you're drunk go home go oh, home dk yeah go home so I, this I am is, actually in on clarity tonight I, yeah yeah I think the ownership's low the the matchup is good for him like we we love the a's chris we have been yeah. whores for the a's for months now yeah i'm taking a break tonight i'm gonna pass yeah. it no, it's fair. It's fair too. Um, and they've kind of been a little underwhelming. Like they're getting three or four runs here and there, but they're not, they haven't been getting those stacks lately. This reminds me of Aaron Nola when a, when a player or a pitcher like that has top 10 upside in the game, not just on a slate in the game gets into that $7,000 range because of a couple struggles. I think you just jump on opportunity. You mentioned the splits 2.49 ERA at home over 47 innings and his ERA on the road over 33 is 6.68. So I think you can easily get involved with Flaherty. It's, Somebody asked me if they should pick him up on the waiver wire the other day. Like that's that's the yeah you pick him up, but you play the yeah. matchups because he's yeah, been terrible on the road. Yeah, so you what pick him up and you play the matchups, but you pick him. Right. That's that's the feeling with him, is what I'm saying. Like, all right, the other guy that I like a lot too is Madison Bumgarner at eight two at home. I love this play here on DK. That's a great pairing. You could put him and Flaherty together. I think tonight in a tournament, and I think you'll be okay because the because Cole and Scherzer are so expensive. You know, it's hard not to. You know, if something fails there, you're out of luck but Bumgarner just 8-3 on FanDuel 8-2 on DK I think he's very much in play tonight so I'm gonna pass on the Rockies bats Bumgarner yep. standalone because at home he's a beast uh then you got Stripling and Robbie Ray the battle of who can get out of the sixth inning <laughs> <laughs> which I, I mean Stripling just coming back I like Stripling but the question is he's just coming back so how yeah, much exactly. do we like him tonight I'm gonna pass on this one what say you Chris yeah he's a fade for sure I love Stripling okay. as well but it's his first start in like what feels like two months so yeah, I'm going to fade away from that one. And the last one is Andrew Heaney against Tyler Mall, who, again, at 8.8, this is another guy. There is a lot of pitching value on the board tonight. Forever. Yeah. In, in really that is. eight to nine range. And then right above that with David Price. I mean, it, there's a lot of options to go. And that's why I think Cole and Scherzer won't be popular. But if you want to throw a Cole, if you can get a really good offensive lineup together with Cole, that could be a difference maker because I think he has upside for like a 12 strikeout night. Yep, I would agree with that. I, I like Suarez. I think Suarez is a good shot against Haney. I do like Haney as a tournament arm, but he's given up home run in, in, in every single start so far this year, and you know, which is really strange, the fly ball rate. I mean, he didn't have that last year. But Suarez, we know we know the struggles, but we know the success rate and the track record against lefties. So I think if you're playing in a late late tournament entry, I think you can get involved with him. As just, I, 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 even, I would even roll him out in cash. I feel pretty confident against a lefty tonight. All right, what are you looking for, Chris, when it comes down to the betting lines tonight? 
Well, I think we can continue to crush the Yankees by two. Absolutely. Um, I think there'll be some runs in the Mets and the and the Phillies game again, so I'll take the over there. I like San Diego on the road. Right now, they're road dogs. I think you can jump on that. Absolutely. Um, Washington, it's, it's a little tough for me to get involved there with Washington by two. They're just two heavy favorites, so I'll just give that game a pass. I like Cleveland at home with Bieber on the hill. Uh, Red Sox at home, I think he can take him by two with David Price. I think he can take Texas on the road for sure, and probably the over with Chavez and Zimmerman. What is this, like 2004 with those two guys in the middle? <laughs> and then um, Atlanta is a bounce-back spot. I think he can get involved there. The over in Milwaukee and Seattle. Um, I'm just going to shy away from that Tampa-Minnesota game. Um, but if it goes the other way where Minnesota is getting good odds, I, I will lean lean that way with Gibson and the Twins. I like Flaherty and the Cards at home. And then we'll wrap it up with let's go with the over actually in the Angels and the and the Reds game. I'm gonna take all that. right. Okay, here we go. You oh, ready? Because last fire. night the line star crew was three for three. So tonight we gotta represent, we gotta stay hot. At least one of us has gotta be right here on the call for going yards. So I'll go first today. I'm gonna go deep in the heart of Texas. I'm going to Houston and I'm going with Jordan Alvarez, who is going to go yard tonight and help Garrett Cole to a victory against the Pirates. Lock it up. The next Juan Gonzalez is Mr. Alvarez. What say you, Chris Meany? Who's going yard for you? So I'm going to go to Camden Yards, and it's not because it's a revenge game. Manny Machado has actually been pretty hot lately. So I am going to go with Manny Machado. Let's just hope that he plays. Like, there's a little cue by his name, but I think it's because of the suspension. So let's hope he plays. If he doesn't play, I'm going to stick inside that series, and, and I'll go with Renfro. Like, I think those will be some home runs. But Manny Machado is my boy tonight. Let's go. No, Renfro was on my list, too. He was, like, number two or three of my possible you, ones. So. The one thing about Manny, and this could be a back, this could backfire. You know Machado wants to hit a home run in Baltimore. Tonight, oh, my God. And they're going to boo him. He's going to be trying to do. It's going to be yeah. a big mess. So, yeah, that'll be a fun narrative tonight. We'll have a good time with that one for <laughs> sure. In the meantime, make sure you're downloading the Lion Star app and utilizing that as well. Go get your fantasy football black book 2019. And follow us on the Twitter machine, at Lion Star app, at Lion Star MLB, at Joe Pizapia 17 at Chris Meany and at Nitro DFS too, because Ryan Humphrey's crushing it. I want to make sure Ryan's part of this too, because again, this is, we are your full service DFS, baby. You can spend 45 minutes a day reading stuff on line star, taking a look at the optimizer, listening to the pod. You can even do it at the same time and you can go out there and win some cash and have some fun. And that's what it's all about. So there's nothing left for us to do except step out of the on-deck circle and enter the batter's box and go yard. We'll see you next time, kids. You've been listening to the DFS On Deck Podcast, brought to you by Linestar. Hit subscribe, tell a friend, and stay tuned for the next episode from fantasy baseball experts Joe Pizapia and Chris Meaney.